say, just remain standing, if you will, for a moment. Uh, hey, listen, we're here to celebrate today. This is a big party. Welcome to Coastal. I'm Pastor Chris. We are so glad to have you with us today. Uh, one service, one party. Uh, we began this journey about a year ago, uh, back in January of 2017. And we said we wanted it to be our goal that at the end of the year, at least 52 people give their life to Jesus Christ through the ministry of Coastal Community Church. Everybody turn around back there to the one sign. All the lights have been lit. Woo! All right. Actually, we lit those lights uh, back in October, and already now 58 people have given their lives to Jesus Christ through the ministry here at Coastal, and uh, just like they do in the Bible, just like it talks about in Luke chapter 15, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, all of heaven rejoices when one person comes to know Jesus Christ. And today the theme is just to party, is to celebrate along with all of heaven and all of the angels. Somebody uh, go, turn to your neighbor, give him a big high five right now. Just a big high five. How about a woo? Somebody do that today. Come on, woo! here we go. Coastal Community Church, we exist to share and experience the life and the love of Jesus with Charleston and the world. And we're here to do that now. We're here to do that today. If you're watching online today, we hope that you feel the energy in this place. And afterwards, what we're going to do is we're going to feed you today. It says in Luke 15, they killed the fatted calf. Uh, that's barbecue here in the deep south. And so we're going to feed you after the service today. But I just want you to, to sing. We're going to sing a little bit more. I'm going to preach a little bit less. And uh, woo, that's good right now. <laughs> Uh, but we're going to celebrate today. We're going to party. And, uh, because that's what God would have us to do when people, when people give their life to Christ, when lives are changed. And uh, that's what Coastal is all about. We hope that you feel, know, and experience this great love today. Guess what? No podium today, no manuscript. And I think, man, he's just going to talk for about five minutes. Well, the truth is the manuscript and podium keeps me from preaching for about an hour. So now you're in now you're in trouble. No. Um, hey, first of all, this morning, I just, again, want to welcome our guest with us today. Um, listen, if someone invited you to Coastal, if you found us online, uh, if you Googled us and you showed up today, listen, you are not here by accident or by mistake. Uh, God is drawing you to himself here, and someone loved you enough uh, to invite you and, and bring you here today. So welcome to Coastal. Uh, we hope that you feel like our welcomed, expected guest in our home. Um, I want to say a couple of things. First of all, I am pumped up. I am jacked up, and it's not because I've been downing Diet Mountain Dew or Monster or Rockstar or anything like that. I don't drink that stuff anymore. I am filled with the Holy Spirit today, and I'm excited that God has been doing something amazing in our church, and we're here to celebrate. Um, yeah, amen. We can clap for that. Um, hey, um, I want to I wanna say a word of thanks, first of all, though, to those of you who came out and supported uh, our student ministry this past Friday night. Oh, my goodness. Listen, uh, we had a phenomenal uh, spaghetti dinner, silent auction, and uh, last year, I think uh, they raised like over $6,000 for the auction, and uh, this year they raised over $8,000 for it, and uh, just a, a lot of people, a lot of people... Um, uh, helped and you know brought food and and uh, set up and then donated so many good things and and then all you guys came out and we had a blast it was a lot of fun and you discovered that Pastor Chris has a new vocation as an auctioneer and uh, those of you who are here know what I'm talking about my wife was like what idiot gave you that microphone <laughs> so uh, anyway hey this morning here's what I want to do and. Um, I want to go back to where we started this journey together, this one campaign back in January, and, uh, and, and look at a passage of scripture that we looked at then. I want to revisit it today, make a couple of quick points, and then we're just going to continue to worship and continue to celebrate and then go eat together. Um, you know, every church, every, 
every group of people uh, that call themselves a church, they probably have what you might call a a core passage of Scripture that kind of reflects the DNA of that church. And uh, that's true of Coastal. You know, there's several passages of Scripture throughout the Bible that are very reflective of who we are and what we do, and they're a good description of what happens here at Coastal and uh, why we do what we do. And and typically, we we tend to go back to those uh, verses of Scripture a lot throughout the year to remind ourselves of our purpose, of our vision, of our values. And uh, like, for example, John 10, 10, Jesus said, I came that you might have what? Anybody remember? Life and life more abundantly. And we talk a lot about that here at Coastal because we believe that we exist to share and experience the life and the love of Jesus with Charleston and the world. So it's kind of a core verse. Another core passage of scripture is found in Luke chapter 15. And I want to talk about that today. And that's where we began uh, this whole one campaign. And if you came in a little bit late, what, what the one has been about is that each one of us in this room have one person that we know uh, that needs Jesus. And we can change the world one life at a time. And uh, we talked about the power of one. And, um, well, Luke chapter 15, let me just kind of give you a little bit of uh, background of what's happening at this point. Uh, Jesus is just simply being Jesus, okay? He is doing what he does best. He is hanging out with people who felt like they were on the outside. They felt like they didn't matter to to God. They definitely didn't matter to the other religious people of that day. They were the sinners. And uh, Jesus is just hanging out with them, uh, fellowshipping with them, eating with them. And that kind of uh, sets the tone for what's about to happen in Luke chapter 15. It's not on your outline, but it will be on the screen. And you can just follow along as I read this. Luke chapter 15, beginning in verse 1. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to Jesus to listen to, to listen to Jesus teach. Now stop right there for a second. How would you like to be known as a notorious sinner? Okay, not exactly, you know, like not just an everyday average Joe sinner, but a notorious sinner. Raise your hand. No. Anyway, I, I bet some of you today feel like, that's pretty much me, Pastor Chris. I'm a notorious sinner. Okay, so Jesus, it basically says that, again, that's the kind of people that were gathering around this man to hear him teach because he was saying things and sharing things that they had never heard before. And here's a guy who claimed to be the son of God, and yet he was hanging out with people like this, because I'm telling you, that never happened back then. And the truth is, some of you are here today, and you feel exactly like that. You feel like you're on the outside looking in. You feel like you're less than. You feel like you don't matter. You don't matter to God, and you definitely don't matter to God's people. Well, that's what was going on there in Jesus' day. Now listen to this, verse 2. This made the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such despicable people. And get this, even what? Even eating with them. Is that up on the screen? Are we not putting that on the screen? I guess not. Um, there you go. I thought you were following along. Oh, you're, that's right. This part is not on the screen. That is not my fault. It's not their fault. It's my fault. Okay. So I'm setting the stage for you. He, you're like, what does it say, Pastor Chris? I don't know. We can't see it. You, you haven't gotten this memorized? Come on. Okay, here we go. So... He was associating with such despicable people and, the Bible says, even eating with them. And again, that was something that was never, ever, ever done. And so Jesus knows what's going on in the hearts of these religious people. You know, he he knows what they're thinking. He knows what they're feeling. And he's had it up to here. 
And he's going, listen, you don't understand why I came. You don't understand the purpose that I have. And so here in Luke chapter 15, for the first time ever, Jesus tells three stories in rapid fire succession, back to back to back, to to kind of explain once and for all to these hypocrites, to these religious people who felt like they were better than everybody else, who felt like that those people didn't matter and they did. They felt like they had value and those people did not. You know, we're the good guys, they're the bad guys. Jesus knew what was in their heart and he said, enough, I'm sick of it. This is not why I came. This is not my purpose. Let's clarify here. And so he tells them these three stories back to back to back. Now, this will be on the screen. Follow along as I read. So Jesus used this illustration. If you had 100 sheep and one of them strayed away and was lost in the wilderness, wouldn't you leave the 99 others and go and search for the lost, how many? One, until you found it. And then you would joyfully carry it home on your shoulders. And when you arrived, you would call together your friends and neighbors to rejoice because your lost sheep was found. Now listen to this. This is so awesome. In the same way, heaven will be happier over one lost sinner who returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Now, by the way, as I read these stories, what I want you to do is I want you to see if you can pick up on some common themes in all three of them, okay? So that's story number one, the parable of the lost sheep. Uh, Second story. Hearing this, oh, here we go, hold on. Or suppose a woman has 10 valuable silver coins and loses how many? One. Won't she light a lamp and look in every corner of the house and sweep, I love this, every nook and cranny until she finds it. And when she finds it, she'll call in her friends and her neighbors to rejoice with her because she has found her lost coin in the same way. Listen to this. There is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. To illustrate the point even further, again, three times, Jesus never did this before, to clarify his purpose and to kind of settle once and for all why he came. He tells them this next story, and this next story is probably like the most famous story, one of the most famous stories that Jesus ever told. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now instead of waiting until you die. Now that never happened back in those times in the Middle East with a father and his children. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his two sons, basically putting the entire family in jeopardy. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and he took a trip to a distant land. And there he wasted all of his money on what? Wild living. Basically, he went to Vegas, okay? He goes to Vegas, and he basically spends everything. All, not just what he had. Again, listen, he put his family in jeopardy. You know, he took his share of the estate and uh, goes and, you know, spends his money on wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. That's typically what happens, isn't it? Okay, listen to this. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him to feed his pigs. The boy became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. 
but no one gave him anything. We call that hitting rock bottom. I mean, he was at the bottom. And, uh, you know, all those friends that he once had, you know, when he had a lot of money and uh, he's spending it on wild living, whatever that is, you know, they're all gone now. Because the famine is hit, everybody's starving, he's lost everything, and everybody's gone. He doesn't know what to do. He finds a man who says, I'll hire you to feed pigs, and he's staring at the food thinking, hmm, this looks pretty tasty, you know, because I've got nothing. I mean, that's pretty bad. That's about as low as you can get. And maybe you're here today, by the way, and you're not eating pig slop, but you feel like you've hit rock bottom. And maybe you've had a season, you know, where you've... uh, been wild and, and uh, you know, spent resources and made decisions that you possibly regret, maybe hurt people, maybe even hurt your own family, and you know what you're thinking? Man, I got nowhere left to go. And uh, I've hurt people in my life, and uh, I don't even have family right now. Well, that's where this, guy, this, this young man was. And it says this, verse 17. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home... Even the hired men have food enough to spare, and here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please, take me on as a hired man. So he's desperate. He doesn't know what to do. He's not even sure if anybody will actually accept him back at home, but at the very least, he's got a chance to maybe not starve to death. And he knows, he's blown it. And, you know, he says, I've sinned against God and against my father, and I'm not even worthy to be part of your family, but maybe, just maybe, Dad, you'll take me home as as a hired man. Verse 20. So he returned to his father. And then listen to this. Because this, right here, what I'm about to read, is a reflection of the heart of God. Because that's what this story is all about. And that's what you need to hear today. Listen to this. And while he was still a long distance away, his father saw him coming. You know what that tells me? His dad was looking for him, his dad was waiting. His dad was praying, just hoping against all hope that maybe, just maybe one day down that long road, he'd see his son coming back. His father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, he embraced him, and he kissed him. And his son said, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, And I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Listen to this. His father said to his servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the calf that we have been fattening in the pen. We must celebrate today with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and he has returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party, the party began. Listen, some of you here today, you think you're just like that son. 
and you think it's a long way back home, and there's no way that God would ever welcome you, God's people would ever welcome you, and there's no place for you in the family of God. Listen, nothing could be further from the truth, and you have believed a lie. We say it here all the time at Coastal. If you will just take just one, one step of faith, what that story right there tells me is this, that our loving Heavenly Father, He will run to you. He will make up the distance. It's not a long way back home. You don't have to clean yourself up before you come home to God, before you come here to Coastal. Because you're welcome here and you're welcome in the family of God. And just like the Heavenly Father, we will run to you. We will make up the distance. We will welcome you and embrace you. Now, there's three quick points that I want to make from this story. Three things that we see in common in each one of them. Point number one, something of great value is lost. Right? I mean, you see that in each one of the stories. That's obvious, right? The lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son. Something of great value is lost. Listen to me. You matter to God. You matter to him more than you think you do. You know, the problem is that sometimes we are no different than the religious leaders and the Pharisees of that day, and people have the same thought about God and what he's looking for and what he's not looking for. Listen, you know, sometimes we do a terrible job in churches of, of judging other people and sizing people up. Listen, that's not what we do here at Coastal. There's only two categories of people, lost and found. That's it. You know, and, 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 and you know what? If you're here at Coastal, if you've been found, you know what you are? You're nothing more than a forgiven sinner. That's it. But something of great, great value is lost. Listen, that's why Jesus came to the earth, to seek and save the lost. That, that's the whole redemptive plan of the Bible. From, from cover to cover, the Bible is about God reaching out to you. Why? Because you are valuable. You matter to him. And if you matter to God, pe you know, people matter to God, they ought to matter to us. You never look into the eyes of another human being who doesn't matter to God just as much as you do. And yet, for some reason, we do a, a really terrible job of just sizing up people and thinking that somehow their sin is worse than our sin. Isn't that crazy? When the Bible says, guess what? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And listen, we all are in need of a Savior, and one has been provided. His name is Jesus. Something of great, great value is lost. And that's a, you know, that speaks to us as a church. Because, you know, as we're out in the world where we live, work, and play, we come into contact with people all the time. And our job is not to, you know, to judge people who are outside the family of God. Our job is to love them, to reach out to them. Because they matter. They matter to God and they ought to matter to us. So point number one is something of great value uh, is lost. Point number two, what's lost is so valuable it warrants an all-out search. An all-out search. Again, you see that in all three of the stories, you know. The shepherd was willing to leave behind the 99 and go find that one. You know, the woman was, she, the Bible says she turned her house upside down. You know, look in every nook and cranny to find this lost coin. By the way, you know what that tells me as a church? That tells me two things. One, there are people outside of the church that we need to do whatever it takes to reach. Do whatever it takes to go after them. Do whatever it takes to love and to serve and to give. But you know what? There's people right here in our own house just like that woman. 
You know, to me, that speaks as a church to our children's ministry and our student ministry. We ought to do whatever it, whatever it takes to raise up this next generation to know Jesus and to follow him and to worship him. And as we open the doors and we tell you to invite and bring your friends, there are going to be people here that, that need to hear the gospel, that need to be loved, that we need to share the good news of, of Christ with them. So something of great value is, is missing. It's so important, it's so valuable that it warrants an all-out search. Here at Coastal, we have a very simple uh, evangelism strategy. This is how we you know, pull off the one. This is how you know, people are getting saved here week in and week out. We invest and we invite. Invest, you know what that means? It just means be a friend. It means love people, serve people, share where you live, where you work, and where you play. God has you where he wants you for a reason and for a season, where you work. Listen, stop complaining about your workplace and the people there who don't know Jesus. You know what? God's got you there for a reason so that those people could see what does a follower of Jesus look like. And maybe, just maybe, I could love them and serve them. And, you know, again, not to notch a, a, a notch on your spiritual belt, but just because they're people, they're human beings, and if they matter to God, they ought to matter to you. So you pray for people, you love them, you serve them, and then you invite. And we tell people, you know what, if you bring your friends to Coastal, they're going to hear about Jesus. Because that's what we do here. That's our job. Our job is to lift up Jesus high and clear. And the Bible says that if we lift up Jesus, he will draw people to himself. And that's what we do here at Coastal Community Church. We share and experience the life and the love of Jesus with Charleston and the world. We open up our doors and we say, everybody is welcome. So invest and invite. Now, the final point. Once the lost is found, it's time to what? It's time to party. It's time to celebrate. You know, it's interesting. You see that in each one of those stories, don't you? Each one, Jesus is making the point to these religious leaders and these Pharisees, listen, the heart of God, the heart of God is reaching out to people who are lost. That's why Jesus came. And when they come home, man, we ought to celebrate. We ought to party. We ought to rejoice. And so when we, get, when we began this journey back in January, and honestly, um, you know, we were kind of as among the staff, you know, we we're talking, man, 52 people, that's a lot. You know, we sometimes usually baptize around 50 people a year, uh, but some of those people are, you know, they've already been saved for a while, and so those aren't necessarily people who are new salvations. But, you know, how's that going to happen? And um, the amazing thing is that, and we talked about this in, the, in our series on David, that if you expect great things from God and you attempt great things for him, you put yourself in a position for him to do a miracle through you. Listen, God is just looking for people and churches that he could do some amazing things through. And if, and if you'll just simply avail yourself to him, he'll do some amazing things through you. And so we said when we began this journey, you said, you know what, at the very end, whenever it happens, um, I want us to celebrate. I want us to party. And uh, throughout the year, it's been really cool that every time we turn on a light or turn on three lights or two lights or, you know, again, after the student retreat, uh, 14 lights. And every time we'd get in here on Sunday and I'd say, everybody turn around and look at that sign and, and everybody would applaud and celebrate. And then we have our baptism services and we go out there and everybody just cheers and yells. And, and we said, so when we have this party, that's what we want to do. We want to create an atmosphere that's a little, you know, a little different than maybe a normal Sunday, but it's a good reminder of the heart of God and the heart of Jesus, that in each one of these stories, he basically says that all of heaven, all of the angels are partying and rejoicing when just one person, just one, makes their way home back to God. That's how valuable you are. That's how important you are. 
That's the heart of God, that's the heart of Jesus, and that's the heart of this church. Now, let's talk about the new year. Where are we headed? What do we think God's you know, gonna do through us? And what are we expecting him to do in coming up in 2018? Um, the new word for 2018, our goal is to make an impact. The word impact, you've probably heard me use that word a little bit here in the last month or so. I just, God has just laid that on my heart uh, this, this year as we talk about 2018, that I want Coastal to be a place that is continually making an impact where we live, where we work, and where we play, in our church, in our community, and in our world. You know, one of the, um, somebody once said that one of the ways that you can tell whether or not a church is truly making an impact, if people are truly making an impact, is ask yourself and answer this question. If Coastal did not exist, if we did not exist as a church, would anybody notice? Would anybody notice? If there were not a Coastal Community Church, would it make any difference in our community, in our city, and in our world? I want the answer to be, yes, of course it would. Of course it would, because we are loving our city. We are serving and giving and sharing. I, I want, if, if we didn't exist, I would want Oakland Elementary School to be up in arms thinking, oh my goodness, what is, what's going on? There's not a coastal. I want the people who live in West Ashley to think, whoa, wait a second, there's no coastal? Listen, but the way that we make an impact, because listen, we don't just go to church, we what, coastal? We, we are the church. You are the church. I want that for you. Are you making an impact? Listen, in your family, are you making an impact that you're gonna leave a legacy with your children? Are you making an impact where you live, in your community, in your neighborhood? Do people know that you're there? Do they know that you're a follower of Jesus by the way that you live, by the way that you conduct yourself, where you work? Are you making an impact in your workplace, in your business? Are we making an impact? That's the word. That's the idea that I want to carry with us into 2018. I know some of you are already thinking, well, are we going to put uh, lights? We're going to get a sign, and uh, we're going to put you know, lights in, in the word impact for this year. Not quite, but we're, we're working on something. But I want to share this. So what is the goal for 2018? Here it is. A hundred salvations and a hundred baptisms. That's the goal. And you're thinking, Pastor Chris, how in the world are we going to do that? I mean, like, this year we had, you know, now we're at 58, it's in November. You know, that's almost double. It is, isn't it? Man, you guys are smart. And uh, not only that, we're going to double salvations and we're going to double baptisms. But do you know how it happens? It's really simple. You ready for this? One. One life at a time. What if everybody in this room right now reached out to, was praying for, loving, serving, and giving the one in their life, and they invite them to Coastal, and they get saved. They give their life to Jesus. Guess what? We reach our goal. We change the world one, one life at a time. That's how we make an impact, is through the power of one. And so we're going to keep that sign up, and it's going to be a reminder of how we at Coastal make an impact in our church, in our community, and in our world. And I hope you'll join with us in praying about continuing to do that here at Coastal. And if you're a guest, I hope you come back and I hope you join with us. Here's what I want you to do this morning. On the back of your Connect card, everybody take out your Connect card here for just for a moment. On the very bottom of your Connect card, on the back, it says this, please pray for my one. You know, um, Everybody has a one. Everybody has somebody in their life that maybe feels like they're far from God or feels like, you know, they don't 
uh, aren't welcome in the kingdom or aren't welcome in a church or don't have a church family, somebody that you're reaching out to who doesn't have a relationship with Christ, uh, if you'd like, we'd like to pray with you uh, for that person. And so if you just write their name down and turn that in uh, to um, the blue buckets at the very uh, end of our service, uh, our staff, our prayer team, our church, we would love to pray with you uh, for your one as you reach out to them and pray for your one by name. Hey, I want to do something here really quick this morning. Um, if Coastal in this past year has impacted you and your family, whether you have given your life to Christ here, you've taken next steps, you've grown as a believer, you got baptized, made a difference in your life, in your small group, in your ministry, will you stand up? Just stand up right now. Just stand up. In some way, somehow, Coastal Community Church has made a huge impact in your life and your family this past year. Everybody turn around. Look at that. Look at that. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Listen, if you're here today um, and you feel like the lost son in that story, um, I hope you heard the heart of God loud and clear today that you matter to him more than you think you do. He sent his one and only son, Jesus, not just to the earth as a great teacher and to share things and to be with people and, and, and do things in a way that nobody had ever done, but it's more than that. Jesus himself claimed, he never really claimed to be a great teacher. You know what he claimed to be, though? The son of God. The one sin as a sacrifice for your sin and for mine. In fact, it was your sin, my sin, that put Jesus Christ on that cross. But sin and death and this world could not contain him. And three days later, he kicked Satan in the teeth and he rose from the dead and he is alive. It was, it was recorded in human history. It, it was witnessed by hundreds of people. It's a fact. And if you will just simply put your faith and your trust in him and in him alone, not in yourself, not in your own ability to do good or not do bad or this long list of do's and don'ts. Listen, that is religion. That is not Christianity. It's not a relationship with Jesus. And that's what faith is all about. If you will simply put your trust and your faith in him and him alone, if, as it says in scripture here, you will repent, and all repentance means is you just turn around and you take one step of faith toward him. He will run to you. He will make up all the distance. He will forgive you. He will wipe your slate clean. He will give you a clean conscience. He will welcome you into the family of God, and all of heaven will rejoice, and we will too. And you can have that today if you'll simply reach out to him in faith. And I want to pray with you here in just a moment to do that. And I want to continue to pray for you, for our church, Coastal, that we continue to um, do church in such a way that lost people really do matter. And that we throw open the doors and we invite people in, but more than that, we go out where we live, where we work and play, and we show people what, what a follower of Jesus looks like. We love the world and we, we reach out to people in the world and we, we do our best to make an impact. And we invite them to a place where they're going to hear about Jesus. And if we'll do that, if we'll just work and share and love like it all depends on us, and then we'll pray and beg God like it all depends on Him, and then if we just... Walk by faith, listen to his voice, 
obediently follow whatever he asks us to do, then we just trust God with the results. And he will continue to do something amazing through this place. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today, I do thank you for your word. I thank you for Luke chapter 15. I thank you for Coastal Community Church. And God, most of all, we all together thank you for Jesus. I thank you, God, that he came to save somebody like me. I pray that, um, you know, God, I, I just believe that week in and week out, there are people here. There's somebody here in this room. There are people watching online that are ready to come home. And listen, if you're here today and you're, you're ready to take that one step of faith, listen, you can do it right here and right now in a prayer. And if you'll do it, I'm telling you, God is ready. He is ready to run to you, to embrace you, to welcome you into his family. Just pray something like this. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I do believe and I want to come home. I have blown it. I admit it. Just like the son, I, I admit I have gone my own way. I've made decisions that I regret. God, I'm no, I, I feel like I'm not worthy. But today, Father, I take that one step of faith. I believe. I believe that Jesus really is your son. I believe that he went to a cross to pay for my sin. I believe that he rose from the dead and he is alive. And God, for the rest of my days, I simply want to follow him. I want to just become more and more like you now see me, your son, your daughter, welcomed into your family forever. And I thank you and praise you for that. And Father, I pray for Coastal. May we be a place, God, that reaches out to people who feel like they are far, far from you. May we do our very best to make an impact where we live, where we work, and where we play, one life at a time, changing this world for your glory. And in the name and in the power of Jesus, we pray.